Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the Dublin R425. It's NXT in your house, and I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by my NXT expert, Monty. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. The thing is that I, 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 I could, at, at the beginning of doing these reviews, I was so honored to be called your NXT expert. But now, uh, when I talk about NXT, I'm just worried. I'm hoping people are still watching. <laughs> like, it, it, it's rough. It's just funny to me how the dynamic has flipped. But I'm happy to be back on another review, though. <laughs> yeah, without, without a doubt. Like I said, NXT may be not what it once was, but that's why we hold out hope. And today we have got NXT update with three episodes of NXT to catch up on. The In Your House and the Fallout. But we will start with a little bit of news because NXT is returning to live events in Florida. It has been announced. And we've already started uh, with the dates as well. Uh, which again is only a good thing in my eyes because the talent who are, as we're seeing in 2.0, very, very fresh, are getting to work in front of mm-hmm. different crowds, which is, how important is that, Monty, you know? Oh, it's, it's very vital for, especially a lot of these talents who, like like we said, just so new and fresh to it to not just be around that filtered kind of, like not to say CWC always do what we just, what they supposed to do is just, it's still within that bubble of the PC and all of that. So going on tour, feeling the, the environment of different crowds and all of that and trying your stuff on the road. And also, more importantly, in my opinion, for a lot of the talent, it's just getting more reps. Like, I feel like a lot uh, a lot of these people would benefit or would have made a better impression on me at the, from the beginning of their career if they just were given more opportunities to work and figure out what they want to do once they get on television before they were premiered in front of us. So I feel like this would give the uh, you know future de- people who debut a chance to get more reps before they debut, and this will also give people who've already debuted a chance to just only smooth out and iron some of those kinks early in their career. So you know this is vital, especially with the youth on the NXT roster uh, now. Yeah, well, and also if the kind of rumors are true, as well as we heard from multiple sources like Brian Alvarez and other people like this, they're saying if the talent does not improve. The kind of every six months they'll evaluate you, and if you don't, you will be uh, kind of yeah. released. Uh, it's worrying times ahead. We've lost. I mean, months you and I, <laughs> the whole NXT update is the equivalent of like a war film with the amount of soldiers <laughs> we have lost. We need somebody to edit, like just a uh, you know a nice you know collage of just everyone <laughs> who's left. And like it's filling up, like oh my goodness, it's crazy. But I, and I understand necessary. I, I get it, but it's just like it's tough to me because if you're really new to the profession, now you're walking on eggshells and just like, of course, you want to get better every six months. But it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. And like you said, with the with their with what their criteria is for what they want, you never know. You know, we hear rumors that it could be people names that we know already who could just disappear and. Like I said, I just really feel for NXT creative. Like you can't do it. You can't do anything longer than six. You can't set any storylines uh, in stone longer than six months. Like I, I, at this point, you got to book it week to week because you never know if you can, you know, complete your story. So yeah, it, it's rough uh, all around there. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it can bring the best out of some of them. But at the same time, I think 
other people will be walking on eggshells and they will only make them perform worse. So it can have a double effect. Well, this is the thing. You don't want to maybe step out of line if you know the kind of the wave of releases are coming up. You just want to kind of stick at that cookie-cutter uh, routine. Right. And the other thing as well is that, it, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, I cannot make a mistake, I cannot slip up, and then, like I say, you're not going to try anything uh, that's maybe a little bit different as well. And also, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's a talent that we know would it be possibly down to how they've been booked in NXT? You know, could actually the booking mm-hmm. cause releases, you know, because they haven't got anything for them. If you look at Dexter Loomis and Dakota Kai, right. you know, they're both talented. It was not, it had nothing to do with what they could do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of storylines and where they went with them. So then do we worry about others in NXT when programs, mm-hmm. it's like even with, I mean, we'll talk about, it, but it's like Ricochet, the IC title to Volta, and I will know. Mm-hmm. I think he was the first NXT UK male talent to win gold on the main roster. But I was worried, yeah. thinking, what's next for Ricochet? You know, right. what are they going to do now? Would he be on the release list? Now, if I'm thinking that about him, then the talent in NXT. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Exactly, a hundred percent. Like, if, if we're not sure about guys the caliber of, of Ricochet and like like their futures long term. What does someone who's only been in the business, you know, nine months themselves, what they're going to think about, you know, like how can they, you know, operate? So it's tough. Like I said, it can have a, a double effect. And you just, uh, I don't know. I wish the best for all the talent in this situation. But, uh, it's, it's, hey, WWE, have, you know, no matter if it's main roster or NXT, uh, in the last few years, they have had no problems with letting people go. So, it's a reality, and it's just something that I seem like is a new normal when it comes to following WWE now. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, don't get me wrong. And the other thing that I try and fight against as well is people going, oh, with these talents, they'll be better off in AEW. AEW have got so much talent at the moment <laughs> that it's bursting at yeah. the seams. So it's not kind of... Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's competition, but maybe elsewhere if they can go. As we see, I think Timothy Thatcher uh, went back to you know went over to the north. You know, we've we've seen other people. You know, Killian Dane doing his own thing now as well. Um, So, like you said, it's it is interesting times. But there is with the amount of wrestling we both watch, well, there is talent everywhere, which (laughs) is a blessing and maybe a curse at the same time in a weird way. I agree 100. percent Like you know, like we talk about, impact is loaded, and you know, with talent and like they. If you go down the line, and, and I don't even necessarily watch them like that, but I know that they have, uh, you know, a lot of talent over there. So like, you start from there. You get to AEW, then you can go like you know across overseas, or you can go down to Mexico. It's just, it's just like you said, we have great wrestling everywhere. So, and in some ways, like you say, it's great as a fan to watch, and even as talent, it can be great. But at the same time, that also means you're gonna have to, uh, you know, prove yourself constantly and consistently because uh, it seems like wrestling, especially in WWE right now, everything just keeps going. Like we're on the move. We have great. We have people like Sasha Banks right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Not on television consistently. Like so. So for and my, probably for the foreseeable future, for for the time being, we have Sasha Banks, Naomi, talented women like that, not wrestling. <laughs> but we still have 
amidst women's talent on television every week. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah, it, it's just we're in a great time as fans, but at the same time, it's a very, very crowded time if you're a performer. Without a shadow of a doubt. But we are going to get on to NXT right now. Like I said, we've got NXT to catch up on. So we start May 17th. And we had a good tag team match to start with Grimes and Solo beating Trick and Hayes with Mello taking the pin. I was upset at this point, but we'll let, uh, I guess, time sort that out. In an interview, Pretty Deadly refused to be afraid of the Creed brothers. We continued to win his break round with Lash Legend beating Tatum Paxley. And I've got to say, Lash's time in NXT UK has... Not helped at all. Uh, Rob <laughs> Breaker stomped to the ring and refused Joe Gacy's invitation. Gacy offered a rematch to the NXT champion, but only if the champion agreed to the stipulation where he'd lose his gold if he was disqualified. Breaker agreed to a match in your house. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there is nothing about this feud that is worthwhile. Was No. Uh, at that point, I, I just wrote, screw this Gacy stuff. Because, like, I just couldn't believe we were doing this again. And uh, at that point, I felt like Braun looked like just lost all of his cool factor. Or at least, like I said in the past, that they were at risk of doing. At this point, it just felt like, okay, that momentum that he had after the Ziggler feud, oh, my goodness. Like, they have ruined that. <laughs> they really did. Uh, we had Creed Brothers versus Viking Raiders. Creed was distracted. We're trying to get Roderick Strong out of the way, leaving him vulnerable for double power bomb that sealed the Raiders' win. I think their first victory in about two and a half years. Uh, Julius and Brutus argued with Strong and Kemp after the bell, but again, we talked about this on the last update. These two teams—it's bowling shoe ugly, but it is watchable. Oh yes, man, it was incredible uh, to watch, man. Uh, and you know. To be fair, I think the Viking Raiders have been overshadowed on the main roster. Even though I lo- like, I I think they're great. I-, I loved them when they were in New Japan. I liked them when they were in Ring of Honor before that. So I, the Viking Raiders are top tier tag team talents in my opinion. Uh, just go, please look up some of their stuff outside of WWE or even in NXT in their initial run. But stuff like this was also great, and it really made me want them in NXT more because you know not only do the tag team division need as many teams, you know. Uh, you know, legit teams that they can get at this point. Uh, but, you know, I just felt like they fit this role really good. But it could just be the fact that they're in there with the Creeds, who are also just, like you said, pretty awesome. And this is just a strong showing from uh, from the Creeds and from both teams. And I, lo- I loved it. It was an incredible match to watch. Grayson Waller beat one of your favorites, Andre Chase. We had the NXT Women yeah. Breakout first round with uh, Roxanne Perez beating Kiana James with the Pop Rocks in the best match of the tournament so far, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much. Much at all. <laughs> no. Nathan Fraser and Wesley were putting on a show until <laughs> Von <laughs> fucking fag. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I hated ruined this. it. Oh, he made me want to cut the show off. It made me so mad. <laughs> like, they were in the middle of just doing, it was, it was going to be special, man, and he just ruins everything. Besides Gacy, no, who he ruins everything for me. Trying to ruin NXT UK, I, I, I don't know, man. You know I'm done with Von Wagner. You know they, that. They listen to the pod <laughs> and they go right, right. Who do they, don't they like Von Wagner? Right, NXT UK talent. Let's fuck them over. Come on, <laughs> let's do. This. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wesley took a wicked bump, but fuck Von yeah. Wagner. 
you know. Um, we also saw actually Sanger spoke quite well. The uh, Indian brawn babyface now yeah. is kind of inspirational, yeah. and that's kind of different from you'd expect me to scream or dance. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. With, uh... That's pretty much what they do with them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, but yeah, that's <laughs> uh, true. And then the main event: Santos Escobar versus. Tony D, and they both walked out alone, leaving their crews behind. However, Tony D tried to find his crowbar. Oakenwald and uh, Del Toro arrived with a weapon of choice. The fight <laughs> broke out outside the ring with the Emperor planted the Don with brass knuckle punch to win. And i got to say, Santos carried Tony to a very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this feud is, feud is far from over. Do you know, I don't think I've mentioned Stax and $2 or whatever the fuck his name is, but... <laughs> I, I don't I don't mind it per se, but it, it can't be long term. Yeah, uh, I agree. And they, you know, like you said, they're just fine, I guess, so far. They haven't done anything bad, but they also haven't really done anything special either. So, and, you know, with the names and the gimmicks, I don't know the shelf life of any of this, really. But this match itself, uh, like I said, you could tell it was to continue the feud instead of blowing this off. But it still was really, really good. Definitely a pretty good performance. Definitely, like you said, Santo definitely got a great. I wrote that down wherever we're got a great performance out of Tony D here. So, uh, you know, I'm not really. I wasn't really into the turf war, but you know, I didn't think this match was bad at all. So, and, and it's weird as well. And I will say, and again, don't have generalized wrestlers or anything like that, especially with Santos with the kind of Mexican the Lucha Libre uh, heritage. Mm-hmm. How good his facials are. And we're going to see this as we carry on. Yes, oh yeah. my goodness. Like, you know, when you think, you know, people usually wear a mask, whatever it is, the kind of even like right. the nose flare or the way his eyes, and he's not saying anything, but you know um, kind of what he's doing. It is top, kind of, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm looking at him and thinking, you know, if they, if they wanted to go with him, it could, it could work, you know. Um, I agree. I love but, Santos, and you're right, he... He's just very enthralled with the character he's playing right now. I agree. Like, you can tell. Like, he's on point. Right. We'll move on to May 24th. And I even messaged you this, and I was saying it's weird that I see Indian Duke facing the champs. There's more chance of them getting released than actually winning. (laughs) You know, which is what we spoke about at the start of the show. Uh, anyway, on to the show. Big Vito and Johnny Stamboli beat Edris and Ofe and Malik Blade. Uh, Stacks and two dimes. Sorry, I get confused uh, between the two. <laughs> uh, Wesley continues underdog story, losing to Sanger. Uh, mm-hmm. Alba Fire had a work cut out in more ways than one against Electra Lopez. But this <laughs> this was as good as it could have been, I suppose. Yeah, you know, uh, not even three minutes, but... It, you know, like you said, it did introduce more of the character what Amplifier had to offer. I'll take it because I like what they're doing uh, what the, and what they were doing at this point with Amplifiers. And, uh, you know, and then the the mat, the sex, the segment itself seemed like it was more about what Core and, you know, Lopez had going on anyway to me. But, you know, it, this was you know fine at the time. So-so. <laughs> we get the women's <laughs> breakout semi-final, Lash Legend, Vox C. Luckily, this one only went three minutes, so it could have been worse. <laughs> and the right woman won, and Press is suddenly the favourite to win the whole tournament. Uh, we then see Indy Hartwell lost to Mandy Rose, with Wendy Chu attacking Rose afterwards and dumping balls 
on her on the champion i will say yeah. before grabbing uh, her ball sack i didn't yeah, yeah sack of balls probably. sack of balls on her face that could have been yeah. a lot worse but right. sure nxt didn't do that on purpose I, I i guarantee you they did not do that on purpose right <laughs> yeah it just yeah no way no way not and barrett didn't repeat it you know weeks after it on purpose either he didn't keep letting us know <laughs> That it was balls on Mandy's face. I'm sure Wade has dreamt about balls on Mandy's <laughs> face for a very long time. But again, we'll move on to the breakout tournament. The second semi, stop it, Wade. Tiffany Stratton mm. replaced an injured Nikita Lyons, and the crowd hated it uh, to beat Fallon Henley. I mean, she did all right, I suppose. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, she it. wasn't bad there at yeah. all. Man. Yeah, that's pretty much... I do think she has potential to be a star for WWE if she gets way more experience. And I'm not... With this character, I don't know. Not, not I don't care about the father and all of that. So that's not... I'm not really into it. But if you think about it, like with her athletic background and her look, like WWE probably book her really well in the future. Yeah, and then the main event... Well, Joe Gacy, you watched from the stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Duke Hudson and Bron Breaker fought on. Uh, the NXT champion got rolling. He accidentally blasted his poke with a steel chair that Gacy threw in the ring, causing him to be disqualified. Uh, this was a hard-hitting match that delivered mm-hmm. not only in ring, but I guess as a reminder of how quick Bron could lose it in your house. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it, uh, I think it worked into the, and that's the only reason why I thought this was a passable DQ. Like, I'm not really into those finishes, but I get it because, it, you know, the story they were trying to tell. Uh, I don't really care about uh, about the story, though, because I want it to be over so much. So I know what they're doing. I get it. I'm trying to show that he can, he will snap and all that type of stuff. But, it, you know, as long as Gacy was, is involved, I, I, I'm not really, you know, I don't really care. Uh, but I do, like I said, I literally wrote here, please, NXT, please do not be insane and book the title on Gacy. Uh, I don't care how much the main roster may be interested in Breaker. So I, this did start to make me wonder, like, would they change? Would they do this on a DQ finish? So I think it, it accomplished the goal, its goal by doing that. I think without that, we'll move on to the last NXT before In Your House, May 31st, and Roderick Strong told the Crees and Ivy Nile to have the night off as he and Damon Kemp faced pretty deadly. Yes, boy! Uh, Kemp impressed, but, and i got to say this, I've praised Prince in the past, but it was too obvious when he was talking to Kemp. At least, like, have a smirk yeah. on your face or look like you're talking smack, not actually giving him instructions how the match goes on. Anyway, Strong was distracted when the Crees came down and lost the match, but I guess there's no point crying over spilt milk. <laughs> That's clever, everybody. That's a it's, good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. That's why I had to let it breathe. Uh, fun stuff, though. It was fun stuff from both teams here, man. And uh, I thought, you know, Roddy did what he was supposed to do with carrying the match, but... You know, Kemp didn't look bad. Uh, you know, like you said, it was definitely obvious that he was, you know, kind of you know, working his way through it. But again, with the experience level of him, I'm not really that surprised. So I thought this was solid, you know, as always, with Pretty Deadly, um, you know, picking it up. And I, I wasn't surprised that it, the Creed had something to do with it because it continued the story. So this was enjoyable. Yeah, we're about that. Well, Tony D, Stacks and Two Dimes walked onto the Gardo's yacht 
Well, Alexa Lopez was not convinced by what the Don was selling. D'Angelo sold Santos on a six-man tag match. Also included Cruz del Toro and Oakland Wild. The losers would join the winner's family. Lopez then lost to Cora Jade, not on the yacht, in a match in the arena. Uh, and then the, I think it shock upset now. Wesley beat uh, Zion Quinn. But I look at Quinn and I just hear Vince kind of with his happy noises. He just looks like <laughs> a chip off the old block. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I can see they, they yeah, Vince would like him. Right. They were backstage strong, told the Cree brothers they were out of diamond mind if they lost on Saturday. Then we had a contract signing with Katana Chance and Caden Carter, slapping back at the Sox's attraction, taunting. Wendy Chu was not interested in talk, just asked what Maddie Wright wanted to sign the contract. Both went off and Chu fractured like a child before finally si- uh, for signing the title match. A fight broke out, uh, with Chu sent Rose through a table with a diving side splash. Um, we never used to get contract signers in NXT. A very, very raw thing, you know, very, very SmackDown thing. Uh, very main roster is the contract signers. I can't really think of any off the top of my head, but I mean, it's definitely they. De- I think maybe they did one uh, a couple, but now I don't even know if it was a contract involved. They do like these where the champions were like stand off in the ring or whatever with Regal around, but I don't remember if they did any contract. So yeah, this is definitely a raw special. <laughs> Without a doubt, and then we see a video for Vidi Vici Da Vici Vici. Um, made me uh, like now uh, and I've, I think from recent news and what we've yeah. seen uh, is coming is this going to work for him because you know it's a bit of a shame not coming up on the main roster but will they mm-hmm. have plans for him or do we need another stereotype wrestler <laughs> <laughs> well that, that that last one answers itself no we do not need another one no I don't think so uh, but uh yeah, I don't know. I can't tell. You. I can't tell you. I like Fabian Eichner. I always say that. I thought nothing was wrong with that name, anyway. So uh, I think maybe he definitely needed a character switch now that he wasn't going to be associated with the Imperium. But I don't, you know. But maybe that has some of his real name in it. I'm not sure. I don't know. So here we go with this. I don't know what it's about. I'll give it a shot because I respect him as a performer. And all of that, and I, I think he can probably possibly make something out of this, but I, I have, we have to see where they go with it because, like you said, you never know with 2.0 what direction they're going to take a story in or what direction they're going to take a character in. And, uh, you know, if he's just he just premieres talking differently and he just pops out of nowhere and gets beat by Von Wagner, you know, it doesn't do, do anything for him. But, you know, depending on what they have him doing, you know, and who he's working with, I think his work will be impressive either way. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if he had been called up with the other two, he would probably called, like, Luigi Mario now. I suppose, you know, there is this kind of balance to that. Uh, moving on to NXT, Solo Sokoa beat Duke Hudson. Waller beat Briggs with Von fucking Wagner attacking afterwards. Ivan Arl beat Keanu James in the main event. Uh, Cameron Grimes beat Nathan Fraser. This was the best thing on this show by a country mile. Oh my goodness! Best match. I, I wrote it. Best match of these batch of episodes. Like uh, the, the the you know going into in your house. Oh man, by far. And uh, you know we both like these guys. You know I think we both have respect for obviously for Grimes and Fraser. So 
you know, they went at full speed in the main event and Frazier left a great impression. And I thought this was just great, you know, and when NXT does stuff like that, it's crazy how much better it is than the rest of 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy how much better it is than the status quo around there. So that was incredible. About that. Well, we're going to move on now to In Your House, June 4th. We started off with a half-hour kickoff. Mackenzie Mitchell with Sam Roberts. We see Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams interrupt from backstage, and they talk some trash. And Hayes says he can't stand how Grimes walks or talks, but he does fight with passion and raw motion and gives everything he's got. Hayes says no matter how great Grimes is, Hayes is at a level no one else can reach. And tonight, we will welcome back the A-Champion. We then go to Ivy Nile approaching Strong and Kemp. She asks if Strong has calmed down for last week and he apologises for snapping, but he did mean what he says and the Creed brothers will be out of the group if they lose tonight. And then we see Mallet Blade and Edris Noffy join the panel with a kind of new look for each man. Blade is wearing a suit. Noffy himself as every woman's dream. And Noffy introduced himself as Mr. 200 pounds, Mr. Six feet standing up and seven feet laying down. Uh, again, this is, we spoke about Blade and Noffy and when given <laughs> chances, they are quite entertaining. And it's weird to think if, you know, Again, with the booking of them, they could be a duo who, you know, could actually be doing something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely uh, have. A, I think that's what this was, you know. And I think as we see going forward that uh, they're going to be featured more. I just mentioned earlier, the tag division is desperate, you know, for someone to be uh, not only just bodies or people to fight, but they need tag, tag, tag teams that you take seriously. And I think as characters, they're obviously going to entertain, but I think also they're solid. And, and every showing they've had, even though they've basically gotten the squash treatment for the most part, they've been competitive and impressed, in my opinion, for the most part in the matches I've seen. So I think they have a bright future if, uh, you know, if things are done well and they're not. And, you know, if they can also parlay some of this entertaining stuff that they do backstage and they can play off of it and make them also you know, mix in what they do in the ring and maybe start picking up some victories. And I think they'll be, you know, the sky's the limit for them, you know, uh, with the right book. But we'll see what happens. We did say the same thing about 2.0 last year before they got released. Yeah. So that's <laughs> what, what we're right. really about. It, right. you know, Fair enough. These, these two guys have got to think about them, but uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll move on to the main show. The open video is based on the old In Your House intros, complete with Todd Pettengill. Ah, the memories. Doing the voiceover to run down the card. And before we start, is the In Your House concept the best thing about this event? <laughs> Not to be horrible, <laughs> but like when it's In Your House, I wouldn't mind WWE, like Raw Smackdown having it In Your House pay-per-view. Probably make more sense yeah. than the stuff we've got now, you know? I agree. I, I don't know why. They, I mean, it always was a nice concept, if you ask me. Uh, and uh, the theme... With this show, oh my goodness! It, it, by far, going into it was the only thing that was, you know that you can brag on because I was I was not necessarily high on uh, my excitement level coming in. So yeah, the listening to the op- the intro and getting those uh you know that those, that nostalgic feeling back of watching those old in your house shows uh, is always a highlight of these specials since they've been doing it. I think what two, three years now. So, yeah. yeah. 
the video then cuts to Joe Gacy reminding us that he's here and he's ruining it. Also, they've got sledgehammers. Though, and Gacy says tonight they will change the world, and in your house will be no more. And to show this uh, despicable action, he writes <laughs> a tiny in your house logo. I mean, that sends a message, you know. Yeah. Um, well, what do you know the particular message? <laughs> He doesn't like A4 posters. That's, that's <laughs> he's got Valuable information. He's got a problem. Uh, that's why, yeah, people in the crowd, he hates signs. Anyway, so we start the action with six-man tag team match. The Garda del Fantasma versus Tony D. Stacks and two dimes. Like I said, losing team has to join the winners. Uh, during the Garda's entrance, referee's fight crowbar, which seems to be planted by Tony D., we also got a video with Tony Galante narrating, narrating about how this is about controlling the streets and imposing their will. Well, Detroit worked on at the start, but he's able to bring Escobar to clean house. Everything breaks down and Delta and Wild hit Stereo Springfield dives to the floor. Escobar loads up a Super can runner, but Stack makes his slaves send him crashing to the mat. Wild comes back in for a running kick to the face, rushing legs, three from two dimes, with Stacks making a save. The six-way slug out is on, but Tony D's crowbar is knocked away. Wild crowbars Stacks, but Tony D gets in a brass knuckle shot to knock Wild silly. Stacks out on his feet, is shoved onto Wild for the pin and the win. Monty, what did you think of this? I like the feel of this match, man. The crowd was really, really into it. Like, I wrote down, listening to the crowd, you would think this build was perfect. And this was, like, one of the hottest feuds. And it, I guess maybe to them it was. To me, I wasn't really into the build. So, but I did like the focus on the mind games at the beginning from Tony D and Santos, like the way they were staring at each other most of the time when they weren't in the ring. And uh, like you said, facial expressions from Santos were great here. And... The, the big family brawl spot, and then when Santos basically got his hot tag and he just started to kind of take over, uh, I really enjoyed it. The finish, uh, it, although I chuckled at the way it was executed because I kind of like him pushing stacks into the pin. I think those two down who pushed stacks. I like the way they did that. It was kind of like, all right, an overbooked way to do this in my, way, in my opinion. But I thought this was good fun. The fans kind of were a little too into it, in my opinion, because I thought <laughs> – the match was good, but they didn't. They weren't really wasn't doing anything. I don't think they would. They wouldn't do on like a good two point tag, a six six person tag match. They weren't doing anything that special to me. So, but I thought it was all solid, and I, you know, I gave it three and three quarters, and it went the way I expected too. So that was a plus. <laughs> what about to say? Imagine this crowd watching House of Black versus Death Triangle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh my good, they would have been yeah, exact. That's a great point. They would have been tearing things up. I think going crazy like with how uh yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know what they were watching, but they were into it, man. No, but you like you said, credit to the crowd actually bringing something that make it a yeah. little bit more exciting. How many times, especially the standard deliver, the crowd was kind of the, the echo around the arena. Uh and yeah. now at least with this. And like you said, Tony D and Santos staring at each other across the ring are really, really dug. The thing is, this was about Legado having their working boots on and going to get mm-hmm. three guys who just didn't know a lot. And again, it was a really fun opener and better than expected. Like I said, the crowd loved it. And Legado were great. A couple of beautiful dives to the outside as well. I mean, right. I would say 
with long-term storytellers who could pay off at war games. But it is 2.0. Mm-hmm. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll really we'll see. But I agree, this has the potential, and I think this actually added to it. And we'll get to what they did on the uh, you know after this on the show after this uh, match took place. But I think it's, it's, it can only it can get better if they make the right move. But like you said, it is two point Yeah, well, I'm gonna give us a four to start because you know I like to be, uh, positive about it. And uh, okay. we asked everybody on the polls what they were going to vote for, and it was a 50-50 split. So, neither way. Wow. Um, would <laughs> we find any difference in the predictions? Well, prediction leagues, uh, of course, we have, we've got three prediction leagues here in the WNR podcast. We've got bonus leagues, where I'm leading at this moment in time, WE pay-per-view leagues, which just will be counted towards. Uh, Gene's on two. Uh, I, Jack C, and you, Monty, I said that really weirdly, but all three of us <laughs> are on three. And AEW Prediction League, I am up on this one. We all went the family here, so it's all 1 0 to start. Uh, and the other thing I liked right at the end of the match, reality setting in fast for Escobar. As he yeah. It's like, he oh, sold shit. it perfectly. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we see a Alba Fire video, and then a bunch of women. I liked watching. it, by the way. Yes, well, that it was a good women, one. A lot of women are watching it, and Lash Legends is really not impressed. I'm not impressed with Lash Legends. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on with the women's tag titles Katana Chance, Caden Carr versus Toxic Attraction. Tug's traction arrive in a car in the back, uh, and the faces are kind of like Mad Max Ghostbusters. I think that would be fair to say. Um, the hills take control, but Chance fights out of a chin locker. Something like the silly string takes Dolan down for a change. Dot Tag brings in Carter to clean house, but Jane gets in a shot from behind. Uh, this doesn't last long as Chance comes back in with a super kick, hitting the super hurricane runner on Jane onto Dolan for two. Everything breaks down. The champs go high low. Uh, with Carter shoving Doling into the cover for the break. The 450 net breaker combination gets two on Doling, with Jay making a save. And then Jay gets in a cheap shot on Carter, who's knocked into a half and half suplex for GG to retain the <laughs> titles. Uh, shit, there are no more tag teams for Toxic to face. Monty, <laughs> what do you think about this match? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, they took down another one. Uh, man, I must say, Chance and Carter have improved. Leaps and bounds, man, over this time. Just as a team, the chemistry, the moves they have. Uh, you know, they've always been kind of creative, but they these were like it was different type of creative. Like earlier in their careers, they were creative, but it was like you worried what did you know how much have they really practiced this or whatever. Now it's crisp, or at least more crisp, uh, uh, when they do a lot of their tag team moves together. So I was really impressed with them. Here and uh, I thought this was just so smooth for them. Like and for the most part, other than maybe one or two moments, they they really worked well together, uh, both teams. Uh, and I, it was plenty of moments where I was worried that the new champs that, that we, we were going to get new champs. But you know, uh, the tag tag champs retained. I happy about that, of course, because I picked them because I you know like I said, this, they kept hammering on the point. First, uh, you know premium special first you know title uh, match for them at a premium special or whatever it is so you know i was like okay so they're probably not going to do it even if it would have been a nice 
moments for them. It would have been, you know, like I said, because someone has to beat T.A. at some point, right? Uh, but, you know, I didn't have a problem with this, though. Like, I really actually enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Uh, my only issue was in maybe a couple of more minutes. This felt a bit like a sprint at times. That's uh, true. Uh, but who's left? You know, maybe Core and Rocks if they want to go tag team title. Yeah, they want to go there. Uh, and then leave Alba Fire for Mandy, maybe, you know, like. But it, I like mean, who else is there? We don't. <laughs> They're going to have to make up a team or something at some point. That's the only thing I can see. It's obvious that there's no one. Presently constructed, yeah, they don't have enough. But maybe Indy, and maybe they switch out because Rockdale challenge for the singles of Indian core. Mm. Maybe yeah. something I don't know. Well, something that's like said, that. we look forward to the women's tag title <laughs> tournament so we can see all the teams that can manage each other's attraction at some point. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give that. Tournament. I'm gonna give that three three quarters out of uh, five. Uh, didn't mind it at all. Maybe I was a little bit annoyed. That I didn't get there, but polls first top attraction, fifty five percent of the vote. Uh, predictions only I went the faces, so everybody else is laughing at me. I'm on one point, the rest of Dublin are on two, and then Pretty Deadly sing about beating the Key- Creed brothers tonight, and we move on oh. to the NXT <laughs> North American Championship: Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, and I got to say. Melo's entrance made him look like a star, didn't it? Oh my goodness, yes. Oh man, and like uh, I, the thing is, I I liked what they tried to do for Grimes, but it's just like still, even with the 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 nice ship and all of that, uh, Melo just man, you're right. As soon as I seen him, what he was wearing, how everything looked, I was just like, yeah, man, he's the man. I, I you know, he's my guy anyway. So, but yeah, he looked like. Yeah, exactly. You can. You were a hundred percent on the money. Well, we see until the match. Hayes takes uh, Grimes in the corner for suplex, and then back out for two of his own. Hayes argues with referee long enough that Williams can't tie Grimes' wrist to the middle rope. That lasts all for about three seconds for a tilt a whirl face plant. Drops Grimes. Aracamona out the corner gives Grimes a breather, and he plants Hayes. Uh, Grimes superkicks him with Hayes grabbing the ropes. Up and a flipping power slam gives Grimes uh, two, so it's time to load up the cave in. That's broken up with a kick to the head, but Grimes hits a poison runner. Grimes running flip dive takes down Williams and Hayes on the floor. Back in Williams offers distraction, allowing Hayes to drop Grimes face first into the buckle, and then the top rope axe kick mm. gives Hayes the mm. win. So your new mm. NXT North American champion, the A mm. champ, is back, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I was a little bit shocked by this. What were your thoughts on the match and the result? It was this, like I said, in my predictions video, I mentioned this is probably my peak for match of the night. And as far as when they, when they, you know, Melo looked like money during his entrance. I wrote that down. Uh, and he, uh, you know, I thought Grimes looked like he was in great shape too, you know, uh, for this match. So, uh, they have great chemistry, but I, I was about to say they have great chemistry together, but they're so consistently good, it seems like, that they could have good chemistry or, or get a good match out of anyone sometimes, especially like when you think about uh, Melo's track record with who they've been putting him in there with and, uh, you know, uh, of course, with what Cameron Grimes is able to do. And he he sold like a million bucks, the reverse Spanish fly spot or whatever, you know, off the eighth, off the second rope. Awesome. 
you know, they were, they were just going at it. You know, they really both brought their A games. Uh, I just, you know, my only complaint is trick, the, the, the kind of finish, the involvement there, the kind of distraction. But and, and I didn't really know after the finish. I'm like, OK, so you're doing this solely because you don't, you know, is this a for is this more of a solo type of thought process move or what? You know, and that's what made immediately made me think, because I'm with you. It just made, felt so weird that Grimes lost this because I felt like he needed this to validate the reign in the first place. Because, ne- you know, pinning the former champion could validate him as North American champion, at least uh, better than just the the, the uh, defenses he has so far. So him, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I do can un- I do understand trying to protect Grimes from losing to Solo, though, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I I don't necessarily know if this is the wrong move, but it's still a tough move when it comes to what Cameron Grimes can do next. And, uh, you know, maybe you can say Trick's involvement protects him a little bit, but at that moment, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I am, I was really, really curious after this to see where we go with Grimes after this. But as far as Melo winning the championship back, that's my guy. I love him. He killed it. And I, I gave this match four and a quarter. I have no problem with him being the champion again. Uh, but I don't know as far as at the expense of Grimes, that's the thing that makes me feel, you know, kind of rough. Well, this is the thing. He looked like a fucking idiot, did Grimes. I mean, what has happened yeah. to him? He, his yeah. new trick was getting wrong. To a baby face to come out when it's like numbers against you, it's not kind of fighting the odds. It just makes him look like a fucking idiot now because the amount of it's people, true. He, he could have even the point of. Solo Sokoa could have come out to be in his corner to kind of right. watch the action because he wanted next. And it actually made more sense. Even if Solo then had not got involved because he, he then the story of he sees Melo as an easier opponent to beat than Grimes or, or you know, whatever. Like when they're walking to the ring, you have Grimes attack trick or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo attack trick, like get him out of the way, like anything. I agree because especially when you're going to have that as the finish, the distraction, it just makes Grimes look like, again, like a complete idiot. And especially like, oh, have you watched Melo wrestle like in the last <laughs> year or so? Like, come on, man. So, yeah, I agree. I agree there. Grimes <laughs> has gone from one of the kind of, you know, he's gone from like it, it, one of the biggest pieces of loved guys on the mm-hmm. show to just kind of so bland and just stupid now. And that's what not... A baby face is not that. I mean, you were right about holy shit for the reverse Spanish fly off the second rope. I mean, wow. You um, had a really nice closing sequence as well. But Melo don't miss, and I need to learn that, you know. Um, I'm gonna I agree. It, I'm going <laughs> to give it four and a quarter as well. Like you said, this was outstanding stuff. It's Cameron Grimes, 67% of the vote. So, again... I think everybody was surprised. Predictions, we all went Grimes as well. So it's one still overall. Uh, we see Joe Gacy ready to take care of the present and future by winning the NXT title. Maniacal laughter ensues just from him, I suppose. And then we get a recap of Wendy Chu versus Mandy Rose for the women's title. Rose's style have been told she doesn't deserve to be champion. She's now ready to keep it from someone as ridiculous as Wendy Chu. Now, a lot of people were moaning that Wendy Chu wasn't a legitimate challenger. But I ask mm-hmm. you, if not her, then who could it have fucking been? Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? Uh, 100%. Like, you would have said the same thing about Last Legends, Dragon. Like, just go down the list. 
of whoever, whatever woman you can think of, besides maybe Roxy, who obviously had other pressing issues going on. So, like, I, again, who's the Cora, another rematch he lost twice. With. Like, I'm serious. We can go down the list and you can say that. Even make a case against Indy Hartwell. Like, who's she beating to prove that she needs this? Again, so, I yeah, I'm with you. Who who else? If you give me a person, then maybe you know I can. I'll listen. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, sadly. laughs> the women's title was on the line, uh, and we get the big match of intros around Chew to shoot a slingshot at Rose. That ends Chew beating in the fights back in back into it. Rose is in control a lot. Uh, she manages mm-hmm. a spine bust on the floor for a nine count, followed by a spine buster for two back in size. We now pause for Rose to tear up Cho's pillow, which annoys her so much she hits a drop kick to start the angle back. Chu unzips her tracksuit to reveal a toxic attraction shirt for grabbing the sleeper. Rose makes it over the top. Cho gives up, only to get slammed back down the running knee and retains the title. Monty, what were your thoughts on this? It was okay. You know, it, it drags for me, like you mentioned, man. It was in control a lot, and it just kind of dragged. It just kept going on and took. It's really until Wendy kind of got on that roll uh, to really get me into it. And that spine bust, I have to give props. Kudos to Wendy for, t- Wendy for taking that. I don't care who you are, flat back, you know, out there on the floor. That's a tough, that's a tough one. And she, did, she, she took it like a soldier. So uh, I thought going in, the believability and choose chances of winning was really was going to hurt any type of investment in this story they were trying to tell. But I thought they did make Wendy look tough or like show great fighting spirit you know like you said beating the count and some of her moments in there so I didn't mind it and I thought they worked hard so I gave it three and a half star yeah I mean is Mandy one of the best in the world no but she is sure as shit improved in these past eight months which I guess true. is one of these things that we you know 2.0 wanted for Mandy Rose toxic traction you know they might have any no challenges NXT but we've seen this before with uh, Undisputed Era. So we know about dominant groups. And they mm-hmm. are main roster ready now. Whereas Mandy sinks or swim is another thing. But here, she is, you know, like we said, the top at this moment in time. Uh, Wendy has given everything to this gimmick. And if the rumours are true about Tian Shah maybe returning on the main roster, uh, she will be mm. ready for that as well. Um, but for me, this is the best that Mandy has looked. But the finish was bad. I'm going to give this a three and a half. Just, um, it's good, you know, it's be interesting to see what comes next for Mandy. We talk about it, but the challenges have kind of not few and far between. You know? <laughs> yeah, like even if you want that moment to happen for Roxy, you can make the case that it could be too a little too soon, a little premature. You know, uh, Cora J would have to but be a, it'd be her third attempt. Maybe a, they can do a final attempt down the line, maybe, and give it to her. Like those are the candidates that immediately, uh, you know, come up. Especially with Lions gone, because you know, hell, I, I I can make the case that they probably gonna book Lions to win the whole thing and have Roxy lose the last legend if she don't get injured. I, I hate to suggest that, but I'm telling you, it was possibly, <laughs> it was definitely a possibility. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, going forward, I have no clue when it comes to her, who will dethrone her, but uh, they have Indy Hardware also, too, there, you know, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they decide to do, but you're right. The challenges are thin now, even here, so. 
Someone is going to either have to step up, like an Ivy Nile maybe or something. So we'll have to see. It's weird because it's like, I don't get me wrong, I've not got problems with, problems with strong champions, you know. It's like... Double fire. But when you look at like Bron Break and you look at, um, you know, what's coming next as well, and you think there's no one mm-hmm. there that's going to beat the champions at this moment in time. It's, <laughs> it's kind of really weird situation we're in with like, oh, this is the future. Just see how long we have to wait, I suppose. Uh, Poll-wise yeah. for that, Mandy Rose with 67%. Uh, and also got one of the most favourite uh, replies to this poll. Uh, Nick hmm. Boston, who replies on all of them, uh, put Mandy Rose. And William J. Daly put who are they wrestling tonight? <laughs> Which I just, you just, you guys, you know. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> Predictions. <laughs> Predictions. We all went rose, so it means I am losing 3 2. Uh, oh. And then we see Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton both ready for the women's breakout tournament final. Though Stratton thinks the interviewer is the worst person ever. <laughs> uh, quick video the Cree brothers showing a timeline of their lives and success. I think when I saw this timeline, I realized yep. I was fucked. Me too. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we we hit it at the, as soon as the timeline popped up, it it we, it flashed in both of our heads at the exact same time. Like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're in serious trouble. But then again, uh. let's let's enjoy it whilst we can. Tag team titles, pretty <laughs> deadly. Yes, boy versus the Cree brothers. Uh, pretty deadly defending. And like we said, if the Creed's loser out of the dying mind, uh, everything breaks down. And the Creed throw the champs around, including slamming Wilson off the top. And I got to say, at one point, I thought this was going to be a complete squash. Because if I thought Rose had a lot of um, time against Cho, then fuck <laughs> me. This was like enhancement talent for a vast majority uh, of it. Uh, <laughs> up until. Judas goes up after him, is quickly rock-bottomed onto the steps. And again, this was set up deadly losing a temper early on and the guy pushing the steps. And at the point, I'm going, why is he doing that for? And obviously setting up a spot. I don't mind stuff like that. Right. So smart. Uh, mm -hmm. So smart. Well, back in the ring and the armbar goes on Judas setting up a Boston Crabs to stay on the back. And I guess send a message to Roderick Strong. Uh, Judas powers up and knocks Prince down, allowing the tag off to Brutus. House is, of course, clean, including Brutus' top rope elbow to a standing Prince for two. Hold on, Lois. Judas teasing you the title as led in by Prince, only to look at his dad in the crowd. Again, what mm. chance did we fucking have? <laughs> with, with I was like, please, why, why don't y'all tell me that during the bill that the parents are going to be in the front row? Like, that's that's part of this. Like, come on, talk to me, man. You can't you can't do this the night of. It's just fucking me. Expect me to predict that. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> and the uh, dad's so had tears in his eyes, and he said to his son, "No, do it properly." Judas threw down the oh. title, and Brutus Slam Wilson setting up a shooting star press. Mm. And Beautiful. if that wasn't enough, the sliding forearm, give Creed a win, and your new NXT Tag Team Champions, the uh, the Creeds. But my God, the shooting star looked great. But remember what happened to Brock? I think the clothesline was a little bit of an overkill. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, what, what, That's did, fair. what did you think of this match? Man, like I said, the peak, as far as my peak went out the window, as soon as I saw the timeline and the family is there, it's just like, yeah, that, I, I gave up on it. So I just tried to enjoy the match and, 
you know, I, I really I really think the Crees are just naturals, man. They get it. They just get it. And they worked really well with the team that we were respecting pretty deadly. And you you just saw that star potential here. I thought this was all about them. And uh, they just look special, you know. They just look special here. And I thought pretty deadly did a good job of doing what they used to do with the tricks and being, like, crafty and, you know, uh, and I just think they were they were per, they were in a perfect position to be the heels here in this situation for the Creeds because of the way they they wrestle. So it just kind of worked perfectly when they when they were being underhanded and all of that. So uh, and even with the belt spot, like you could just see the story being told with the parents and the look. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I definitely got out of my seat for that uh, shooting star press uh, with the finish and clothesline was definitely overkill, but it worked. And even if I thought Pretty Deadly's reign was over prematurely, we did say it was going to be – I do remember specifically saying that it was going to be a good payoff when they finally won. And I still thought this ended up being a good one, even though I wish the story going into them finally winning the tag champion was less more less about Diamond Mine splintering and more about an actual feud with the tag title. That was my only thing going in. You know, if they wouldn't have focused so much on the Diamond Mine splitting, I probably – you know, wouldn't have went with the crew. I probably would have t- said if this was a tag team like feud about the title, I probably would lean more towards the Creed because I know they deserved it. But this was still uh, a great, great match. I gave it four and a half stars. Yeah, I was expecting more from Pretty Deadly. I'm not going to lie, and I think maybe that's my I agree. And it's UK bias, you know. Even during the match, and I'm thinking their booking and even prediction wise was like, well, they hold on titles for a little bit longer. But obviously, they're going all out with Creeds and uh, strong at. The- so we'll play that entrance. I mean, you wouldn't miss the Creeds on a dark night with their costumes. I mean, bloody hell, you know, it's like <laughs> you turn it down a little bit. Good point. But at least they uh, bring out the Jomo entrance for Pretty Deadly, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, De- Pretty Deadly is so good. You know, they could go on to main roster now and face New Day for 14 weeks in a row. You know, I don't I don't mind kind yeah. of what they do. Um Again, to see Cannonball by Brutus is nuts. Yeah. Like I said, the shooting star. That's what we forget about. You know, it's like yeah. Julius, yeah, shooting star. But Brutus, if he doesn't blow out his knees and ankles. Right. You know, in the next oh few months. Um, he gets but... so high, by the way, with that. For someone his size. Like, the vertical, the, the height he gets with it is just awesome. Uh, I didn't mind this at all. I'm going to give this a four out of five. Uh, don't get me wrong, I was upset by it, but then again, nothing was going my way this one. Um, <laughs> Creed Brothers got 54%. Lucas, uh, Michael, put, it's probably time to strike with the Creed Brothers, but I'd like Pretty Deadly to have a longer reign. Maybe Roddy screws them out and the belts and that's what I was new thinking. members to the stable. And I think that's what you and I were thinking about, wasn't it? Yep, yep. that's exactly what I was thinking. Almost word for word from my prediction video. Like, I, I definitely was going that way. I hope someone didn't listen to your prediction video and then put a comment on our Just to fuck with thanks us. For the, you know. Thanks for the listen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, predictions. Monty, you and I did go pretty D. Jackson and Junior went to Creed's. So it oh. means, yeah, so it means, <laughs> it means I'm on two points, Monty, you're on three, Jaxie, Gina on four. So the NXT experts in <clears throat> and third place at this moment in time. But we have got the Great American Bash on July 5th to look forward to. Yay! <laughs> 
Oh my God! Wow, I I put my best foot forward. That's all I gotta say. I'm 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 disappointed. I was holding out hope that they picked pretty deadly. I couldn't fucking believe. To be fair, I have said to him, uh, especially Jaxley, was just, I I couldn't believe it. But then again, they didn't want to play. Wow! And I said, you never know. And so next time I will learn. My Here you go. Time. That's what I'm saying. You yes, leave know. them out of these now. <laughs> they're kicking, they're kicking my ass. Leave them out of here. <laughs> well, we see the video package for Bron Breaker and Gacy. Even WWE's production team can't make this a video <laughs> worth watching. And I mean, they, they have made Corbin and Moss look like Rock and Austin <laughs> past few months. <laughs> good point. That's a really good point. So we'll get <laughs> on to the... Save it. Nothing. The main event, NXT title, Joe Gacy, Brum Breaker. Uh, and we're going to start with Breaker making his comeback, including sending Gacy to the floor, uh, hitting the, I'll call it the untaker dive uh, to the outside. Gacy grabs a yeah. chair and hits a mat for throwing to Gacy, a la Eddie Guerrero. Hello, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, cue another referee mm-hmm. to say, not so fast, meaning the match continues. Uh, so yeah. we... D- I mean, at that point, did you think possibly they were going to fuck us like that and have Gacy uh, get the cheap I, I don't know. I, I, at that point, yeah, it was definitely a shot, but I wasn't. I don't know if I wasn't really just into it at that point or not. But uh, I, I figured they would, you know, get back, get it started. But it was definitely a little close call. Yeah, I think this match definitely. Need, that's what I was I, even going into it. I thought they're going to need to use. Like you see, you know, the mm-hmm. chair shots and all this kind of jazz. Even maybe, like you said, a false finish or, you know, the referee involved. Right. We saw Gacy off the apron through the announce table. Back in the Steiner Bulldog. Uh, Breaker grabbed the chair. Uh, it doesn't happen as the uh, Breaker hands it away. And Gacy hit him with a low blow. Uh, roll up for Gacy, but only two. Breaker grabs the chair again, but hits one of the minions instead. The spear cuts Gacy down. And then the Gorilla Press Power Slam and Brom Breaker is still your NXT champion. I mean, after he tried doing Eddie, uh, he sh- maybe I think Gacy should have spat in his face with Bron holding the chair um, to close mm-hmm. instead of like the, well, basically what we saw at WrestleMania 30. I'm not going to lie. This was exactly the same finish, I think, as Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, but what did you yeah. think of this main event? Uh, yeah, it was better than the first match, you know, and particularly for Gacy. You know, he really, I think, had uh, the best showing that he's had during this whole mess. Uh, but, you know, it also this also just reconfirmed to me that the story that they were trying to tell here accomplished nothing. You know, uh, because, you know, Braun, I guess you could say came close, but not really to me to breaking. He never really broke. And, you know, I, I, and Gacy, like Gacy wanted him to, and I thought maybe we at least would find out who the druids with the sledgehammers were or whatever, but that didn't happen either. So that's going obviously going to be going on much later. But, you know, at that point, I was just really hoping that this was over, like I said, going into it. And I was just happy that Breaker won. So I gave it three and three quarters, uh, you know, and I, I did not think I wanted anything more than for, uh, you know, just to be over. <laughs> yeah, I think... That is the problem, and I think when it comes to NXT and the NXT Championship and everything through the years, when it comes to this match and it's just kind of like, let's just get through it and move on, 
it's, yeah. it's not, you know, it's it's not main event caliber. The crowd didn't care about it because they never saw Joe Gacy as a um, a threat. It, it, you know, the similarities between him and Bray don't let him do the upside down thing in the fucking corner, then. If if you want to kind of move away, <laughs> right. it, it's so stupid. You know, even with Joe Gacy going, oh, and you could, and this might start a fucking argument. Joe Gacy mm-hmm. might be a better worker than Bray Wyatt. You know, he's 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 solid. That's the point. That's the thing I hate the most about adding all of this supernatural and all of this other stuff. I actually, before they kind of started to make him even weirder than he already was. <laughs> I actually liked him in the ring, or at least I saw he had a nice foundation, and he definitely built in a lot of what they already had in 2.0, or like or what they were starting to debut at that time. Anyway, so it's kind of messed up to me that now all this Bray Wyatt talk and all these constant comparisons and weird, you know, the, the supernatural, whatever they got him doing, is more of the focus now instead of the fact that he's actually really capable. And I'm not, I don't think it's that far of a stretch if you watch his work. You know, some people will just get mad because of the name value of Bray Wyatt and all that. But no, uh, and we're not talking about as a character. You're talking about in the ring. Yes, and in yeah. the ring, Gacy can bring it. Yeah, yeah Gacy can bring yeah. it. The Fiend character is one of my favorite characters that we've had in a very long time. But I couldn't name you. You know, when someone's like, oh, name me five good Bray Wyatt matches. Yeah. It would be difficult. He has a lot my, of moments. Yeah, with, my yeah. favorite matches. Match. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, I agree. Probably same with Daniel Bryan, you know. But anyway, that's um, with Joe. Like I said, it's not bad, but it'd be interesting to see that's where true. they go uh, with him now. Poll-wise, I'm going to give that three and three quarters out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't offensive, but, you know. Um, Poll-wise, 75% from Baker. Not really much surprise. And TN Hill put, only way Gacy wins is Bron is going to the main roster. And, of course, that yep. did not happen. Uh, predictions? Excuse me. We all went Bron. So, the final scores are the NXT mm-hmm. experts lose. Losers. <laughs> we are fucking losers. That's oh, what we God. are. My voice is now my outside voice <laughs> finally and i am a fucking loser we uh, suck <laughs> we do nxt i have been following nxt for seven <laughs> fucking years and i am losing to someone to people who have never watched it that... right picking at random most likely yeah. <laughs> like probably picking at random and we watched this stuff should and, I listen? You know what? <laughs> yes, are I... they booking at random? <laughs> should, 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 I, random? should I listen to NXT update for the help of my predictions? No. Just no, close your eyes not at all. and randomly pick. <laughs> That's what it shows. It is a scientific experiment. Uh, and at this moment, we are uh. losing. So I'm on three. Monty, you finished on four. Gina Jackson on five. Point each to Jackson <sighs> Gina. Fair play. So the paper Definitely. scores Definitely. after in your house is Gina joins you and I now three points and Jaxi takes a lead oh. on four. But we did have hell in a cell. And as okay. people listened on uh, Tuesday to Jaxi, myself and Slept Match Pod, this is what happened. Monty and I actually won. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go. So, redemption. <laughs> we got redemption for WWE, oh, which means 
<laughs> Gina, unfortunately, was level for just one event. But my God, can she uh, taste uh. it now? Three points. Um, Monty, myself, Jaxie, all on four. So what about that for a turnaround? We were right. behind for just one event. Man, you don't understand. Because I was like, I was looking at I was like, I don't necessarily know what everyone picked. And I, I did I did the best I could. I was like, okay, Hell in the Cell, I don't know who beat that. I think, I think I'm pretty good for Hell in the Cell. This one, I really, I didn't know anything as far as the pick goes. So I'm just like, oh my God, what is going to happen? So it, it is nice to actually... <laughs> Get that victory because I, you don't understand. I felt legitimately bad because I'm like I had to win something because I thought I did good this weekend. <laughs> well, I take so this was great for my morale. Fair Thank play. You. It just shows you <laughs> what the prediction league means to all of us. And the thing is, Monty, is that if you add pressure on you as an NXT expert, our next event, Forbidden Door, the new oh, Japan yeah. expert, man, come on! I'm already feeling it. <laughs> and the sad thing is, the more I don't even know if Tony know what the hell he's gonna book. So this is, <laughs> this is tough. This everybody, is gonna be tough, man. Everybody but I'm gonna will try be my looking best. at you. Yeah, everybody <laughs> will be expecting you. So and that is it. Like I said, the AEW predictions um, will be coming up next. But we're not at the moment. We've still got the event to finish. Um, the match of the night for me was a North American title. Looking at your scores, you went Creed versus Pretty Deadly. Um, I think that would be fair yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would go with. As much I, I definitely love Melo and them. I just that finish, I just don't like it. Like you said, making Grimes look that way took away from me. But I was more invested in after watching all of the uh, the dramatized, because they really dramatized that match for the Creed for us with the family and all of that. I was like, okay, you got me. You swept me up in it. I, I feel it. Okay, I'll I take it. I liked it. So, yeah, we'll just go with the tag match. And every peel of the night, for me, it is a part of that tag match. It could have been Brutus for the Cannibals, but I'm going to give it to Julius because uh, that, that shooting star, we've seen, I can't believe he agreed to it. <laughs> yeah, I 100%. I, I always write multiple names, so I do want to give honorable mentions to Santos and uh, Carmelo, but my, yeah, that, that shooting star press definitely won me over. <laughs> Without shadow of that. And then overall rating for me, well, two total changes and only two and a half hours. Um, you know, it's just what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give us an eight and a half out of ten. It wasn't the, you know, great, it probably wasn't a match of the year candidate in, in here. But for right. an event, especially coming off double or nothing, which is important to mention, to have two and a half hours of takeover, it's not takeover anymore, but, and with the right. way it went, it, you weren't waiting around, uh, and it was quite enjoyable. Was it, you know, is NXT what it used to be? No, but eight and a half, because it's still uh, quite an enjoyable show for what it actually is. Uh, what about you? Yeah, man, everybody worked hard, you know, and like you said, I definitely, I wrote this down, enjoyable, uh, premium live event, so uh, I definitely enjoyed this, and uh, even the ones I got wrong, I was kind of glad I got them wrong, because I, I actually thought that what I predicted with all those re, you know, people, the retains in there, probably would make this a little bit more of a boring night, so the shock kind of did make this a little bit better. At times, even uh, and then of course the match quality. If you just talk about everything, I really like three out of the six matches that happened, and I thought even the other one was solid. You know, at least TV level matches. So, uh, you know, I gave it an eight out of ten. I, I enjoyed it. 
I think, and, and that's the important thing. It is still enjoyable. Yeah, like I said, it's not yeah. what it used to be. Uh, but we'll get a roundup on your thoughts on NXT after the fallout from In Your House. So June 7th, uh, Hayes and Williams celebrated the North American Champions win until Solo Sokoa interrupted. Grayson Waller refused to let Sokoa take his shot, helping the hills in the ring stomp down the challenger. Uh, that's setting up something for a little bit later. We then see um, Briggs. He can beat Von Wagner, but NXT UK, <laughs> fuck no. No. Uh, more on this next week, because I am going to lose my shit next week when we talk yeah, about NXT I UK. Know. Um, I know, man. <laughs> fuck me. Uh, Tony D forced Escobar to open his car door for him and then told the Emperor he was wrestling. Oh, he I faced Nathan Fraser. So Nathan Fraser got a big win over Santos. Uh, what were your thoughts on the story? Man, oh my goodness. Like you said, you mentioned it earlier, and I think this was one of the perfect explanations of the facial expression. You can see he's fuming under his shades, you know, doing the little grunt work that he has to do now for Tony D. And the way the wise guys kind of talk to him, and like, you, I just love how pissed he was. And then during the match, and how every little cool thing Santos would do, Tony D was like, no, cut that out. Don't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I love the little control that Tony D is like obviously abusing over Santos and we know Santos is a prideful like that's just one thing I know about his character you know with Legato and all of that he's a very very prideful man so to watch him get treat, treated like a grunt was just very compelling to me and obviously James Frazier is not a kid like <laughs> he's gonna be a big deal for NXT you can just tell the way they're booking him and what they think about Frazier going forward and the facial expression towards Tony D throughout from Santos in the match was just awesome. And I just love what they did. Both guys brought, uh, you know, awesome stuff to the table for me. And I thought it was a big win for Nathan, too. And it made sense. It didn't make Santos look weak at all. And I'm really – this actually is the first time. Screw all the – you know, they, they acted well, but screw all the vignettes, screw all the other stuff. This is the time where I feel like they finally kind of have me – on a hook now for where they're going with this family story because watching the way Santos is now as just not being the boss that we've come to expect, I thought they really did great with it. We'll see if they continue on because you know how 2.0 is, you know, roller coaster. But I think they they have something here if they can uh, continue to weave it, like you said, maybe even for war games down the line. Well, this is the weird thing, and this is what I want to talk about as well because it's like – with this storyline, it's like, oh, well, you know, now Santos is kind of owned by Tony D, and we're going to see kind of Santos fighting back. And I thought, oh, it's quite similar to, um, you know, when Cameron Grimes with, of course, a night last year. And then I think to myself, like, I might be enjoying it, but it is very American to, especially with, like, an ownership of a person. I don't want to start anything, but... I started thinking again. Should I? I don't know if I should be enjoying this as much because it's like, that's true. That's a good it, point. It's a bigger issue. <laughs> See, this is what happens. So, like, like you're right. It's very American. What they do now is it's fine to do that if you leave it up to interpretation that you're actually paying them. <laughs> like they, we, we don't know for sure this that, that Santos how he's being paid or anything. But if you if you don't. You know, if you make it obvious that this is a business, then you can get away with, yeah, basically owning another human being. So it's it's weird. They have an obsession with that around here. It's uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything, but 
British perspective, uh, you know, we kind of uh, we'll see what happens there. But we'll move on. And Brom Breaker put over how much Joe Gacy challenged him. Yeah, all right. Most unbelievable promo he's ever done. Uh, but he was turning to the future and questioned who we challenge him next. And then we get the Yo Apollo with Apollo Cruz making a surprise yeah. entrance. And it's time he's back with NXT to rewrite his history. Um, but he looks like he's lost his accent. But to be fair... Accent, I, yeah. I, not only his accent. I'd be more worried if I was Commander Aziz sitting at home, or is Aziz known now Aziz? A bit like Bobby Fish did yeah. all those years ago. And thinking, no one told me Apollo would be on NXT. Where's his accent? <laughs> <laughs> like, you kind of... Right, what happened? <laughs> writings on the wall you know? i agree i do think this is good for apollo though man much like man d rose especially if this is an extended stay it could be great for him because i don't know if you remember he left way too soon he mentioned it in his promo <laughs> yeah. that he left too soon because he even know like it was he was great and i thought if they would have gave him a chance in the beginning to work on the character more because he had it in the ring. He's always had it in the ring, man. So if he just can work on who he was as a person and as a character in NXT, and and uh, you know, and before he debuted, he probably would have have had even a more successful run. Even though he is a you know United States and Intercontinental Champion, so I can't wait to see what he do. Uh, you know, if he's back, you know, long term. So uh, I think this can be great for him because again, like I mentioned, his initial run was pre- ended premature. I don't even think he has any NXT accomplishments because of that. You know, I don't know, you know, any, it yeah, was, any tag yeah, run or nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think this is going to be great for him. Yeah, without a doubt. Right. And um, like I said, it would be interesting. He has been officially moved to NXT roster now. So this is kind of make or break moment. It would be interesting to see what happens. Uh, more on him in a second. But the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament Finals, Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton. And the Stratton went for a pop-up moonsault. Perez rolled away and hit Pop Rocks to win. I'm going to give him that, even though she nearly missed, you know, the moonsault. Uh, Cora J celebrated with Perez and handed her title contract she had earned. Toxic Attraction arrived to taunt the winner. Mandy Rose kept talking until Broad broke out. And Indy Hart helped even the odds. Jen, do you know what? Tiffany Stratton did all right in this one. This was a good match. Of course, Roxanne was the right choice. But... With the involvement of Indy there, like we talk about, there's three mm-hmm. women, you know, six women there. We're going to see title matches, but what permutations, we're not sure. Exactly. I feel like I don't know. I'm not sure what combination they want to go with. Do they want to go Roxy and Core for the tag? Do they want to go, you know, mix it with Indy and Core, Indy and Roxy? I mean, I guess they do have the, the choice, the flexibility here. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I do think, like we mentioned, both all the women's champions need something fresh. Something new. Uh, uh, I cannot wait until we can get uh, characters like Alba Fire into the mix, you know, as, as she continues to establish herself. So uh, we'll get to her later. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, they have choices. We'll see what direction they go going forward. Uh, but I did not mind, again, the Roxy versus Stratton match. Also, I, I keep mentioning that all of, with more experience, Stratton, I'm trying to tell you, she mm-hmm. possibly can be good because like af- yep. athleticism is her strong suit. And when she leans on that, like, I think she's fine. Yeah, you've done, you've done it with Grimes, uh, Hayes, and uh, Stratton. I'm still not going to believe you, but, you ha- you know, you have, <laughs> you have come into me a couple of times. Now, trust but, me, uh, this is NXT. We'll see where all those people end up. We yeah, never know. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. 
another one of your favourites, Andre Chase, had to go into a handicap match against Pretty <laughs> Deadly after Booty Hayward was beaten up. Fia Hale had to uh, went on the apron, but she never got the tag for Chase was put down. Yeah. Alba Fire beat Tatum Paxley, but Lash Legend left a lasting impression on Alba <laughs> afterwards uh, with the kick to the face. Can't wait for that. And then the main event, Apollo Crews arrived <laughs> to team with Sola Sokoa for the main event uh, against Hayes and Waller. While the hills looked good together, Crews ended it by counting the rebound cutter into a spin yeah. out powerbomb. Uh, Crews looked good. Uh, what were your thoughts on the main event? Yeah, man, I, I loved it, man. Like you said, Cruz definitely shine. Even Solo looked like, oh my goodness, the way the the story with Carmelo and Solo. Carmelo is afraid of Solo, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. They need to lean more into it. He he avoided him as much as he could, even you know trying to take advantage of it when he can. But I, I just love the way they're building Solo right now. He he's a badass, man. The way they're the, if they continue to build on that, he can be really really good. Uh, and I just thought everyone was great. I see flashes of great potential matches, maybe even with Waller and Cruz. Or Waller, of course, Cruz and Hayes down the line. So, you know, uh, this was fun. And uh, uh, like I said, Solo's on fire. And uh, I enjoyed this one. The absence of Cameron Grimes, though, man, it just makes me wonder. Because, like, I really I thought, was I missing something? Did Hayes and Waller do a promo calling out Apollo? I really rewinded back on my recording to try to see was something going on. But it was kind of random. So when Grimes wasn't the person, I'm like, okay. And now I'm worried. Like, cause now it's not, now it's like, you don't know what you're going to do now. You took the title off of me. You don't have, it's not, it wasn't a plan right immediately after taking the belt off of him. So I was worried. I am worried about him. I, I did want to mention that, but the match and seeing Cruz here was great. Yeah. And, and I got to say as well with NXT, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we look at the champions. Now you look at the Creed brothers as tag team, toxic attraction, with the women's titles, Bron Breaker uh, as the man. That is your future of WWE there. You know, we, we have got it in place, yeah. and it's just about kind of building up the other players, so to speak, and see what's coming next. I'm pleased with Roxanne and the Hurricane and the breakout mm-hmm. tournament. I think that's been good. But I think the North American title was the only kind of saving grace. At the like I said, the feud were coming up with Solo and Melo, Solo is going to make the same um, mistakes as Grimes did. And what happened to nah. Grimes? Did he go back to the old mopey self now? Do we start caring for yeah. him again? Uh, what were your thoughts on NXT this past month? Because obviously we had it in your house. But, you know, um, 2.0, is it in a better place now? Yeah, it's tough to say, man. Because like I said, it's such a mixed bag for me. Because it, it was a rough batch of shows for the most part. Even though I actually thought the the show after In Your House was pretty good, uh, you know, or at least the way they, the stores, I actually liked where they were going in some of these stores, so I didn't mind it. And uh, besides Roxy being there, the tournament with the breakout tournament was mostly a dud because uh, let's just go ahead and say it: most of the ladies who took part in it were were nowhere near ready to break out, if we're being honest. Uh, but uh, I, again, I, like you said, besides Roxy and the way they've been treating her and like what they've been doing, uh, Stratton and uh, Toxic Attraction, the women's division. It's not deep, but you're right. They do have a, a solid foundation for the future. And I feel like if they lean on, you know, Solo, Grimes, if he's, if he's you know, depending on where they want to go with them. I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe Mope at first, but I also would like, I wouldn't mind it. It wouldn't feel bad if he went back 
into being the heel. The problem is, I just don't know how, like, what's going to be different about him this time. You know, it can't be uh, too samey. I don't know. But we'll see uh, what happens with Grimes going forward because we know he has the talent to make things work. But if they lean on guys like him, Melo, uh, Escobar, the Creeds, Frazier, you know what I mean, and more Roxy, more Alba Fire, you know, they can definitely have something going on here for uh, that can be good to really, really, like, it's, it's solid or, you know, it's up and down now, but it can be better alone if they lean on, with, on them guys, in my opinion, with the mix of vets that's in and out of NXT. I think they could be fine. But with WWE's track record, I want to, I always got to say this when it comes to NXT, nothing is promised. Like, yeah, all of this sounds good, that I, everything I just said. Fine, but right after this episode, we can get a headline and we'll be texting about it because it's happened to us a lot. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. NXT update has been going on for a very long time, but it hasn't been as crazy since you've been doing it monthly because, it, like I said, it, the, the whole <laughs> landscape could change in a, a literal day. Exactly. So when, when we leave it a month, sometimes the kind of chasms that come in. But yeah, I think there's a few. <laughs> positives it's about building up challenges now i'll be interested and also see if it is grizzled young vets under the hoods mm-hmm. um to see yeah, them, haven't seen them in a while joe so. gacy said they're going to make their debut coming up obviously we've got fabian Knight and his new character as well i do worry about the women's division because it seems to be going one way uh yeah. rather than the kind of way i want but then again we next to uk so that is a saving grace at this mm-hmm. moment in time. Um, but I think, and that's what the next thing we will be looking at, but that is it for now. Is there anything else about TakeOver or NXT you can think of, Monty? No, I'm done. I'm, I'm all I'm all 2.0 out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I've got nothing left, Phil. It's, it's literally like the end. <laughs> all out of ammo. <laughs> yeah, it is done. Well, that is... It, and then don't forget across all social media, Twitter at the WR Podcast. I'm at the WRJR, and you can find the entire WR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find and listen to you? If you don't feel like clicking his banner, you can find me at MindMontyPod. M-O-N-T-Y for all the people who don't know how to spell my name. Uh, mind, M-I-N-D. I hope you know how to spell that. <laughs> Pod, P-O-D. <laughs> but anyway... Uh... Well, trust me, some of the listeners, they will, they will. What pods are you, what pods are you guys on? I uh, will get <laughs> questions. If you don't want to do any of that, just go, you know, to your, to your favorite podcast, you know, type in Mind of Monty, and I'll shoot it pop up. Uh, or you can just go to my Twitter, like I mentioned earlier, click the link in my bio. We did just give my picks for Dominion, uh, New Japan's uh, second biggest show, you know, pretty much that SummerSlam. So, uh, you know, I did get my do my best to predict that. And I reviewed Cody Rhodes giving me one of just making me wit watching him fight. <laughs> I did get a oh, chance shit. to finally review that. <laughs> what did so, you uh, Well, give us a little bit of a, a sneak peek. What did you... Uh, it was fucking mental. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I was I was watching it and it was just, he was making me just like... I felt so... And he was taking bumps directly on it. Like, that's what was shocking me. I was like, okay, he's going to wrestle her. He's obviously going to try to protect it. He didn't pull any punches. And it's just like, I'm like, how can you not root for that guy? That's that's really what I have to say. Like, how can you not root for that? It's just one of the most, one of the best babyface moments I can think of in in recent wrestling history. Like, it's just something that I think can live on 
we will always remember what he did for us. Just, you know, no one and only Cody would do something like that in my mind. Cause I just can't, I can't imagine anyone deciding to wrestle with that injury, but no. he, he just a great, great performance. I just can't say enough about it. I've, I've never, I'm still shocked by it. I've never seen anything like that yeah. with an injury but even before the match starts, like I said, Cody. And again, Roman Reigns not defending the title, but a lot of people moaning. I was saying yeah. WWE have just had a pay-per-view building up their next big baby face. When's the last time they've done that? Oh, yeah. You know, so... 100%, right? Like, he, when he comes back, like, oh, the, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. The star he can possibly be and the run he will be on, like, oh, my goodness. And when he took that jacket off at first, the hush in the crowd, we all were like that at home. We all were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it was, it was, it was mental, mental. It really, really was. Well, the Dubbinar, you can listen to Monty Coulson hear all about Cody Rose there on the Dubbinar also yes. Facebook and Instagram, across all Google platforms, send us an email Dubbinar Podcast at gmail.com, YouTube Dubbinar Podcast, uh, where we are latest clips of podcasts at the same time on YouTube. Is do SoundCloud on your phone. And also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode will be next week, and it's NXT UK update. So better version of NXT. Plus, we're going to have yeah. Ivy Nile versus Miko Satamora for the women's title. So right? that should be worth the price for mission alone, and we charge nothing. <laughs> yes. So come join us and. Watch us both cleanse our palate of 2.0. <laughs> Until then, I've been James Rollins, and I was joined by the brilliant um, Monty. I was to say, I've got a mind of Monty or Monty. It's just Monty, I suppose. Thank you so much for joining yeah. me. I know 2.0 <laughs> isn't, isn't the best at this moment, but God, God loves a trier, and I appreciate you helping me with this. <laughs> No problem, no problem. I'm a sucker for pain, man. Sucker for pain. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And um, bye.